have you ever wanted to guest on a podcast like this one that you're listening to right now? Well, you can. You can definitely do this by visiting a website called Podmatch, where you can sign up and be available for all different types of podcasts that you can guest on. Or you can even search for a podcast and say, I want to I want to guest on your podcast. I think we'd be a good match. So if you want to do this, you can go to our unique link, which is joinpodmatch.com forward slash reality. And you can sign up and do exactly that. And you can find us and you can guest on our podcast. So again, that unique link is www.joinpodmatch.com. That's J-O-I-N-P-O-D-M-A-T-C-H.com forward slash reality, R-E-A-L-I-T-E-A. And you can be a guest on our podcast. Welcome to Reality Tea Times 2, the podcast where we discuss all the trash reality TV we love to hate. I'm Tanika, and today we're going to be discussing 90 Day UK, a little later than what I've been trying to keep with, but anyway, before we hop into the last resort, we're going to hop into some hot goss. So this is going to be a little long. We only have one thing to share on this, but it's it's pretty big. It's pretty big. So we're going to talk about it here since usually these episodes are a little shorter. So it appears that Joey who is our bachelor, our upcoming bachelor, um, his cast of women have been unofficially leaked or unofficially announced. Um, But we do see, I think, I believe it's 32 of the women. Maybe some of these women we won't actually see, but we'll we'll see. Um, So I'm going to talk about them here. And of course, as I did with the Golden Bachelor cast of women, I will be posting pictures of these women that are online. I'll be posting them on our socials so you can take a look at them. So first we have Allison. She's 26 and she lives in Philadelphia. We have Autumn. She is 26 and lives in St. Louis. Where is that again? Missouri? No? We're going to... Yeah. Because I don't remember where that is. Anyway, (laughs) she's there. We have um, Chandler, who is 25 and lives in New York, New York. We have Krista. I guess that's how you say her name, Krista. She's 26 and she lives in 
Abbotsford, British Columbia. I okay. Anyway, she's she's a Canadian girl. Um, we have Daisy, who is twenty four and lives in San Diego, California. We have Edwina, who is gorgeous. She's twenty five and lives in Atlanta, Georgia. We have Erica with a K. She's twenty five and lives in North Bergen. I believe is how you say it. Bergen or Bergen, but I'm thinking it's Bergen, New Jersey. We have Evelyn, who's 28 and lives in San Antonio, Texas. We have Jen, who is 25 and lives in Miami, Florida. Jessica, who's 24 and lives in San Diego, California. Caitlin, who's 25 and lives in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Kayla, who's 27 and lives in Hamilton, Ohio. Kelsey A, so I guess we have more Kelseys. She's 25 and lives in Nola, Louisiana. We have Kelsey T, so here's our other Kelsey. She's 31 and lives in LA. We have Kyra, who's 25 and lives in Miami, Florida. We have Lanny, or Lainey, she's 27, Philadelphia. Lauren, 28, Philadelphia. Isn't he from Philadelphia? Is that why I'm seeing so many people from Philadelphia? What's happening? We have Aaliyah, who we met, who is Hawaiian, but lives in LA. She's 23. We have Lexi, who is 30 and lives in Atlanta. Medina. Madina. Yeah, I think that's her name. She's 30 and lives in Charlotte, North Carolina. We have Maria, who is 28 and lives in Kleinberg, Ontario. Um, I have an, I'm, where the hell is that? <laughs> I live in Ontario. Um, oh yeah, that's right. There is a Kleinberg, Ontario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway, yeah, moving on. She's, so we have another Canadian girly. Um, Marlena who's 26 and lives in West Palm Beach, Florida. We have Natalie, who's 25 and lives in Sudbury, Ontario. We got two Ontarians. Um, Cool. We have Rachel, who is 26 and lives in Rancho Cucamonga in California. We have Samantha H. means We have another Samantha who is 30 and lives in Nashville, Tennessee. Here's our other Samantha, Samantha W., who's 25 and lives in Miami, Florida. We have Sandra, who is 26, lives in Nashville, Tennessee. Star, with two R's. She is 25 and lives in Delray Beach, Florida. We have Cindy, Sydney, sorry, Sydney, um, Sydney spelled like Sydney Prescott, um, <laughs> for those scream lovers. She's 28 and lives in Newport, Rhode Island. We have Talia, Talia, who is 23 and lives in Huntington Beach, California. Taylor, who's 23, who doesn't look like she's 23, who is, um, from Chicago, and last but not least, we have Zoe, who's 23 and lives in Roswell, Georgia. 
And that is all of our women. So again, as mentioned, I will post all of this on our socials so you can take a look at these beautiful women, these 32 women. Um, and uh, yeah, so we're going to jump in to the reason that we are here. 90 Day UK Season 2, Episode 12. You are so cheap. Guess who says that one? Okay. So this is the last episode before the tell-all. I'm really excited to see a tell-all with, with these with these guys. We didn't get one, obviously, for the first season. So I'm really interested in seeing this. So anyway, let's hop into our first couple. The reason for the title, Dion and David. So we see her waking up in the hotel room by herself, as we said last week's episode. She's going to be staying in a hotel after the whole salsa fiasco. Um, she feels all over the place, guys. Okay. He ended up staying at his grandma's. I'm confused. Don't they have a place? You want to bet it's an Airbnb? <laughs> and that's not actually his place. The fuck? Anyway, um, she thinks that he should have been more remorseful over the whole salsa dancing fiasco. He apparently tried calling her a multitude of times, but she kept hanging up on him. This is what he's telling us. She does end up texting him, though, and tells him where she is and that she's ready to talk. So she says if he decides to keep dancing, she'll break up with him. If it has to be that small of a fucking reason to break up with somebody, that's how you know. There's, these two are too young. She's 21 years old. This is something I would have done at 21 too. You don't like what you do, so I'm going to break. It has to be bigger. It has to be something a whole lot bigger than him dancing, you know? Like, did his cock accidentally slip into, into another woman? Then then we have a problem. Sorry, I said cock, guys. Ugh. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, did, did that happen? No. So if that didn't happen, then you know, what's the problem here? Jesus. Um, anyway, he apparently, because he walked into the hotel room, smiles and all, um, this is a problem. She thinks that he's not, you know, taking this seriously. He's acting cocky. Um, and basically how I feel about this is like, I think he's just a smiley person. Um, I don't think he's doing it to come across as cocky. I think he's happy to see her after all of this. After all, he just literally said he tried calling you a multitude of times and you kept ignoring him. So, hmm, maybe that's why. <laughs> just a thought. I don't know. Just me? Um... She says, you know, you did this in front of me and it's disrespectful. And I really wanted him to stand his ground here because this is his outlet. There will come a time where he is going to resent her for taking this away from him because this is important to him. And okay, here's the next thing I'm going to say. She's all about, oh, I don't like Tulsa dancing and 
this and that. And But we literally see you doing the merengue with his grandma. The merengue. The salsa is more fun than the merengue. Like, I... Mm, there's nothing to the merengue. <laughs> besides what you see. And you have... <laughs> Oh my God. So why couldn't you just salsa dance with him? And it's not like she can't move and that she doesn't have hips. We saw her doing the merengue. She was moving them hips. So what's the problem? What's the problem? Why couldn't you dance with him? Why can't this be something that becomes both of your thing uh, over time? If you really don't want to do it, then fine. But why can't you just do it with him? Why can't you salsa with him? Honey, this could be foreplay. I, I don't understand. I don't get it. What is, her, what is her issue with salsa? But you're okay with the merengue. Okay. Um. Anyway. Yeah, like I said, I wanted him to really stand his ground here. But spoiler alert, guys, he doesn't. And um, he says, I will give up dancing because you're more important. And that's lovely, but I I would never take away something from my boyfriend that is important to him, right? That's like, to me, the, the level of importance to salsa dancing for him is like the level of importance to soccer for my boyfriend. That's like me taking that away from saying, you can't watch soccer anymore. He would break up with me. Forget it. <laughs> He'd be like, okay. So this relationship is done. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's what I don't understand. Maybe salsa dancing isn't as important to him as he, you know, they want us to make us think it is. But how quickly he acquiesced to her. I'm just like, what? I don't. Okay. Whatever. But uh, especially for what is to come next. This woman has no filter. She has no respect for him. I'll talk about respect. You don't have respect for him. And just the, her, her awareness lacks. I'm confused as to why he wants to stay with this woman. I hope the cast comes for her laces into her because the disrespect in the moment that we're about to go to is just if I did that if anyone did that to their significant other as he's about to propose or she's about to propose or whatever he would say you know what I think I'm making a mistake that's what I feel like he should have said is like you know what Never mind. I'm good. I'm good. I'm going to take my ring elsewhere. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I, I'm not saying that having a fake diamond is the way to go. But if that is the way to go for him right now, then that is the way for him to go right now. If he can work towards getting you a better ring in the future, because let's remember, she's only fucking 21 years old and he's only 24, I believe, then fine. Say, I love this ring. I will cherish this ring. Even when you buy me another one, I will cherish this. I will love it. And that's that. I want her to have a come to Jesus moment. I want her, you know what? 
scratch that. I want her to have a come to Jasmine moment when she realizes, you know, maybe I shouldn't have stuck this ring in my butt. Maybe, maybe I should have, you know, cherished this ring a little better, you know? But anyway, let's move on, shall we? So in the next scene, today's the day, guys. Today is the day that he is going to be proposing to to Tion. And he is going to be taking her to this monument in the area. Apparently, where he's taking her to this monument was actually where they had their first date. So it's a very sentimental spot that he's taking her. So he's definitely put some thought into this, correct? Right. Um, so they're headed there. They're in the cold. Um, sorry, they're in a car. And all she's doing in this moment is she's complaining that she's tired and she's cold. There's no fucking way. There's no fuck. Women, we're smart. We are smart individuals, right? We we know how to look at situations and say something's happening. Something, something's going on here. Something fishy. You know, not fishy, but you know what I mean? Like you're clearly up to something, right? We are able to have that wherewithal, especially I feel in moments when there is a proposal potentially coming up here. And like I've mentioned, you know, and briefly mentioned, um, I never really properly got proposed to. That's something that I wish that I got, but I didn't get just under the circumstance of what was going on in our situation at the time. Not that I didn't want to marry him, that I didn't love him, that he didn't love me. It was just, it was a lot going on without going into the details of what was going on, but there was a lot going on. And it's not to say that he didn't, but I, I would have expected a little more personally. That's not what I got, but I still knew something was happening. I still knew that, um, Something was being cooked up here. I knew in my gut before he asked um, the question, I knew he was going to ask the question, you know? So what I don't understand is how in this moment, this is clearly a different experience than maybe what they've had in the past. This is kind of maybe a little bit out of the ordinary of so what they've been going, dealing with. The last little bit that she's been there. How is she not fucking aware that he's about to propose to her? That's where I'm getting at. How is he not fucking how is she not fucking aware of this? Cause like, come on. Come on. So the least you can fucking do is bear the fucking cold. You're from England, ma'am. One of the coldest countries in the world. All year round. <laughs> I I I don't understand how you can handle a little bit of cold. I feel like DR cold is really no different than England cold, if you can even compare. Like I've never been to either place. I will I would love to go to England. Um I would go to to the DR too. My grandparents actually went to Dominican Republic years and years ago. So I I I would love that. But uh, is it that bad that you can't suck it up? <laughs> like, you know, um, maybe you could address better. I don't know what to tell you. So anyway, anyway, 
rant over about her complaining about the cold. Um, so he is planning to show her the sunrise at the monument. That's his, that's his plan. And really and truly they're, they're there now. Okay. And she just wants to go back home because she's cold and she's hungry. I want to slap her. I want to push her off that fucking monument. Are you fucking kidding me? Not to her, not to, I don't, I don't wish death on her. I'm not saying that. Um, cause I don't wish death on anybody. Just to wake her up, you know, you good now? You awake? You feel warm now? You feel hungry still? That's what I would have done. Anyway, like, seriously, I have some, have some decency. I'm like a human being. It's only going to get worse though. So anyway, he tries to touch her, right? And he is not allowed to touch her because she's so, so cold. He can't touch her. How about, listen, we've all who live in cold climates, again, Canadian over here, who lives in Ontario, where it does get cold and it does snow. Um, there are worse places in Canada. Hi, Calgary. Um, so it gets it can get worse in other provinces. We don't get it that bad, especially where I am in Ontario. There are places in Ontario that does get it worse, but um, we don't get it bad where I live in comparison to other places. But it gets cold. Okay? And I've had boyfriends, husband, try and touch me when or ex-husband, try and touch me when he, um, when it's winter and it's cold and his hands are cold and my hands are cold. But guess what? There's this lovely thing of you just going for a hug. You don't feel so cold anymore. You know what I mean? Improvise. I don't. Okay. I'm going to move on. Um, so at this point now he's crying. And he's telling her what he needs to tell her. And he gets down on one knee and he pops the question. And she does say yes before seeing the ring. Okay, you you get a brownie point. But then you quickly lose those and then some. Because she then sees the ring and instantly complains. It's cheap. And she clocks that it's not a real, not a real ring, is what she says. He does clarify to her, the band is gold. It's real gold. But yes, the diamond's fake. And she actually describes the ring in this moment as gross. And that it belongs in a trash bin. This... This bitch. Oh my God. Oh my God. I can't. I can't. I can't. (laughs) I can't. Like, listen, my wedding ring was silver, was sterling silver, because it's what we could afford at the time. And I loved my ring. I still own, I still have my ring. Um, Not like I can sell it, 
But I, I wouldn't have anyways. I still have my ring and I love my ring. I don't wear it. Um, haven't worn it in many, many years now, but I, I loved my ring and I still love my ring. Not real. It's real silver, but it's not a real diamond or anything like that. And that's what we, that's what worked for us at the time, right? I would never have described that as trash. If my boyfriend were to propose to me now and all he could afford was, you know, a fake diamond and maybe a gold, but like my standards are a little more up there, but I do prefer to have a real ring. Um, but at the same time, even if he were to get me a, a silver ring or whatever, a sterling silver ring, fake diamond, or with a real band, a gold band or whatever, whatever the case may be, I don't care. It's from you. I love you. We can upgrade that later. You're proposed to me. We're getting married. That's where my mind goes to. But no, her mind goes to it's garbage and belongs in the garbage. How deflating for him. And it was deflating for him because he does say to her, like, this is very condescending and that other people would accept, would accept this. But, you know, she says, I won't, I won't accept this. And he's right. This is condescending and immature. This man just proposed to you who you claim you love and is love of your life. He just proposed to you and you say that ring is our, does, should be in the trash. Would you prefer a zero? Would you prefer an no ring? Because I think, whoop, let's do a magic trick. Oh, look, it disappeared. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't, I don't get it. And really and truly, like every time I talk about wedding rings and stuff like that, or engagement rings, I should say, um, all I think about for those who watch I Love a Mama's Boy, when that woman who clearly is an actress with um um the mom there um the Middle Eastern mom can't remember their names right now it's not even coming to me but she wanted the forty thousand dollar engagement ring and she wouldn't accept anything less <laughs> and he proposed not proposed but he gave her a promise ring that cost like eight hundred bucks. <laughs> That's all I can think about. Just the 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 level of, I mean, I don't think that relationship is real. I don't think anything about them is real. But just the level of just ungratefulness. That's what I feel here with Tian. Is just she's so ungrateful. And again, as I've said in a previous episode, um. Well, a few previous episodes now, I blame her mom. It's because of her why her daughter is the way she is, an absolute spoiled brat. And she enables it. Anyway, moving on. She does eventually come around here and says, even though the ring is ugly, I have to make it up. The ring is not ugly. It's just not real. The diamonds aren't real. Uh, it's not an ugly ring. It's a nice ring. I hate her. It's not the ring she wants it. Let's get down to it. She has an, a vision a vision in her mind of the ring she wants, which is the ring she showed us earlier on in the season. But because it's not that ring, it's ugly. Um, but she does say, I need to make it up to him. And he, and I, we do see here 
and whatever she ends up doing, because I can't remember, he just buys her bullshit. I don't want to buy her bullshit, but here he is buying the bullshit. It's ridiculous. Um, and she, I guess, thinks that the ring is false hope. He, he wants you to be his wife. He wants to be your husband and maybe have kids in the future. God bless. But that's what he wants. How is that false hope? You got what you wanted. How is that false hope? I'm confused. Anyway. Um, and they have, I guess, decided at this point that the ring is going to be a placeholder ring. He's never going to be able to afford the ring that you want because I'm pretty sure the ring that you wanted was like thousands of dollars. Like you're never going to get that ring. You're never going to get that ring. And me personally, again, kind of lending to Shakib, that's his name, lending to the whole situation with Shakib and that chick um, on I Love a Mama's Boy. Why would you want to put someone in that amount of debt? That was my thought process during that season of why does he need to buy you a $40,000 engagement ring? Why is that fucking necessary? Just like this, like, do you, if you can work within $10,000, fine, fine. That's good for you. But the average person can't, nor would I expect a man to do that. I don't want my, I don't want my boyfriend to go into debt buying me an engagement ring. I don't want that. I don't want, because then, <laughs> then whatever debt is, his debt is my debt. Everyone has debt, but I don't want you putting yourself further into debt for something that I'm then going to have to really and truly ins- like ensure, which you should anyways, but I'm going to have to do that. And like, what the fuck? Why would I want you to do that? Why do you want your man to do that? Do you, I, I don't, I don't get that. That's where my, my mind goes to is I would never want that. I would never want that. I want you to be able to buy me something that works within your means. And if that is a fake diamond, but a real band or whatever the case may be, or a cheaper ring, whatever, I don't care, but whatever it is work within that. These are conversations I've had with my boyfriend in, in the past of whenever the time comes and you decide you're ready to propose, like, I want you to work within your means, whatever that may be. I trust you'll do the right thing and I'm going to love it either way. But as become the running theme of this podcast, I think differently, I guess. But anyway. That's the end of Tion and David for this week. That's kind of the end of their storyline, actually, because this was the last episode. So I'm sure we will be better see them <laughs> at the at the tell-all. Do you want to spice up your love life? Well, you can make that happen by going to Love Shop where you can get sorts of different things, whether it's for both you and your partner or just for yourself. For solo play, you can get things, all types of vibrators, maybe 
more kinky type toys or you can just buy what every person may need like lingerie or protection or even just something to make it a little more fun like games or novelty things. You can do all of this by going to Love Shop and you can use our unique coupon code REALITYT2 to get 10% on anything your hearts desire. So that's loveshop.ca, L-O-V-E-S-H-O-P dot C-A and use our unique coupon code REALITY2. That's R-E-A-L-I-T-E-A and the number two. So now we are going to be talking about Rebecca and Christian. So the wedding is in three weeks. And we find out that her dad will not be at the wedding. Christian then says, well, if it makes you feel any better, my dad isn't going to be at the wedding either. And Rebecca says, your dad's dead. So he has no choice. Um, He's like, I was just trying to let mood. Um... Anyway, the next scene, it's the day before the wedding. He feels bored in England, he says. He needs a change. He says Rebecca has been really hard to deal with lately. And because of this, I guess he's starting to have some doubts now. So he goes to the bar in order to feel better I guess and we can see that Rebecca is calling him texting him and he isn't replying he isn't answering the phone he basically just wants to be left alone um he just wants some peace and she kind of hoped that he would have been home to help with what still needs to be done again like I've mentioned in the beginning it's the day before the wedding um, so he does go back home and she immediately says, like, where have you been? And he says, he says, I wondered what took you so long to bitch. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, she says, like, I'm bitching about work, the wedding. Um, and she's like, I maybe, you know, you could take some stuff off my back. Maybe the, the bitching would stop. But she says, like, listen, I don't care that you went to the pub. Um, but I care that you didn't communicate. It's disrespectful. And she says, like, you know, what are you doing to help? In so many words, he basically admits that he is avoiding her on purpose. That's not the way to handle things, handle conflict. This is not how you deal with it. So now is the day of the wedding. Nothing has been resolved from the day before. 
he's getting ready at her grandma's and he does tell her about the argument that he had with Rebecca and yeah not much really here I think you know we're taking sides or anything but they do get or he gets to do you want to call it a venue because they're getting uh, having a civil marriage here clearly what looks like a, a city hall of some sorts and uh He's there waiting for her. He's wondering, is she going to show up? Maybe she's not going to show up. Um, Which, you know, he's worried about that. But at one point, it looks like he's about to run. That's what it felt like. And the cameras are following him. And he's like, no, stop it. Stop following me. Leave me alone. Like, it did look like he was trying to run, but I think really and truly he just needed some time away from the cameras, time to think, time to process. And But yeah, it definitely looked like he was trying to run. I don't know. But as we see for those people who did watch the episode, he didn't leave. He walks into the room and we see her coming in. And he says, when he sees her, all the doubts and fears that he had melted away. Um, but all goes well. They have their wedding. She says, I do. He says, I do. And now they are husband and wife. So that's basically it. The only thing I wanted to talk about here was her dress. I didn't like it. Now, I understand that, like... You need to get what you can get in order to, like when you're having a ceremony of of this effect, um, I I get that. But I felt like there was too much boob, too much boob for, and that it it honestly, she needed a push-up personally, like, and I don't care if you want cleavage, that's not that, that's not the issue, I just think it. I don't know. I didn't like how she looked. I thought she could have definitely done a little better because she's a beautiful girl. And I feel like she, the dress could have maybe complimented her a little bit more. And then the slit, the slit to high hell was, I think, a little much. I do like the idea of having a slit, but I think the slit took on a little lower. Um, not much lower, you know, still have a love boom, but like not this slit was too much. The slit was too much. I didn't quite like the slit, but I don't know. I don't know. I, I did like the shape of the dress and everything like that. Um, but I don't know. I just didn't know if it suited her. I don't know. I hate I hate going there and saying stuff like that because it is someone's dress, but I don't know. I didn't I didn't I wasn't about it. But anyway, that's it for Re- Rebecca and Christian for the season. That's their story. They're married. Yay. Um but last certainly not least, we have Mert and Shane. 
So we can hear the music is kind of sad in the first scene. And apparently we found out here that Mert was screaming at everybody. Um, this is what Shane says. Spoiler alert. He, from what we saw in the video, uh, the, the filming, it didn't look like he screamed at everybody unless we missed something. But yeah, I don't know. That was a little weird. But we see 24 hours earlier on screen text. And she says to him, let's not have drama. Okay. Apparently they're going to be, they call, I think that's called a hemdu. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, but basically kind of think of it as like a Jack and Jill type bachelor, bachelorette party, or, or not even so much bachelor, bachelorette party. Let's say more of like a, I don't know, still similar to that. That's the idea. Um, and yeah, so anyway, she says we're not having any drama. She says that since they've moved from her mom's house, the relationship between Mert and her mom has not been good. Interesting. So we don't get a lot of details as to what pushed that into that direction. I do think we get a little bit of an explanation when she talks to her mom later on. Um, but it's, yeah. Anyway, so they're at the party and we see that they're about to take photos. And as they're about to take photos, we see her mom pulling up in this red car, her car. And she's like, oh, look, mom's here. Mom's here. And they're like, come on, mom, come. And then all of a sudden, I guess, well, her mom was late in coming. Okay. And she ends up backing out, driving away. No explanation, no nothing. She just backs up and drives away. I'm going to say this from now so that it makes sense throughout. She does say that the reason she did that was because she had so much she had to do, I guess, for the wedding. Um, So she just decided to not partake in this. That's a bullshit excuse. If you were expected to be there, your daughter wanted you there. Why weren't you there? There's no excuse i think in that moment but mark gets really mad because of the fact that her mom didn't come um he does end up calling her mom to basically tell her off and you kind of hear her mom saying listen it's no one's business and i'm not there so it doesn't need to be this big thing Sure, like but the only thing is you showed up and then left. So that's where the problem is. But it's, I would think for me, that's where the problem lies. But like, yeah, she, no one needs to say necessarily why she's there or not there. It doesn't matter. She's not there. So whatever. Um, so she does end up hanging up after she says this. Um, but Shane does say to Mert, listen, we can't have this convo right now, okay? Let's just let it go. Let's have fun with who is here. Who is here to celebrate us? Let's just have fun with, with these people, and we can deal with this later. 
But Mert would rather just talk about the situation with uh, her mom and not look past that. Um, he basically says that if she does not show up at the wedding, I don't want your mom in our life. That is not a decision that you can make. That is her mother. You need to stay in your lane when it comes to that. If any person would encourage you to not have a relationship with your parent, um, no matter what is kind of going on, really, then that's that's not their place. At the end of the day, it's that person who's the child of that person. That's that's their place. That's their decision to make if they want to have a relationship with their parent or not. It's not up to you. So I didn't like that he said that because I'm like, you're now creating a division between her mom and you to the point where it's going to affect her. And that's not fair. If they're not having the same kind of problems as you're having right now, like, you know, um, so now we're back at the present now. So we've seen what happened here back at the present. And she says, you could have just focused on the party. And he says, it's your mom's fault. It's her fault for why, you know, things didn't go as planned. And she says, listen, my mom might not be, may not be at my wedding because of you. Not, not because of me, not because of everything. It's because of you and the, the argument you're having. Um, he says, so sorry, Shane says, why can't either of you think of me and think how this argument between the two of you is affecting me? And he starts by throwing things in her face, being like, you brought me here. You did this, blah, blah, blah. Um, and she says, you need to fix things, um, with my mom or whoever. And she says, like, I don't, I don't know if I want to get married right now, which is fair. Um, so the next scene, Shane, Grace, and her mother are going to go get their nails done for, you know, the wedding coming up. So Shane explains kind of Mert's perspective of everything that was going down. Mom says she just wants to move on. But Shane says that they should talk things out because that's kind of how Mert is. He's not going to just move on and let things go. Um, Shane tells mom that, you know, you talk to people, how you talk to people, sorry, is part of the problem. But she doesn't kind of seem to hear that. And Shane, I guess, to kind of create some sort of something here, does acknowledge that Mert does have a temper that, and he needs to control that. Um, but, you know, Mom also has things that she needs to work on as well. So Mom does say, though, I will be at the wedding. So Shane later on tells Merck that mom agrees that a conversation should happen. And, um, you know, 
maybe that needs to be happening after the wedding, not yet. Um, but Shane ends up limiting Mert as to how many drinks he can have on the wedding. I think she said two, um, or not even so much two, like you can have two, but even those two can be heavy, like, um, hard alcohol needs to be, you know, maybe a beer or wine or something, not like the heavy liquors. So he agrees because thinks that maybe the alcohol also fuels his temper. So, you know, he's in agreement with that. So that's good. So it's the day before the wedding. Mert is not comfortable in the bed because now I think they're actually at the venue and they're staying in like the hotel stuff. He isn't comfortable in the bed. I'm not too sure. Anyway, um, but he will not be staying with Shane tonight. He's not happy about it. Um, he has to go off somewhere else. And he was hoping that he could have, you know, five minutes later, which for those who don't remember or don't watch the, sh- the episodes, five minutes is what they call sex. Um, he doesn't think he can wait and he feels sad. And I'm like, sir, it's one fucking night. Calm down. Anyway, now it's the wedding day. Hopefully there's going to be no drama, which I don't think there was any drama. I think we're good, but Mert does call his mom and mom says um, that she's sending all of the kisses. Um, and honestly, like his parents seem so lovely. We see his dad talking to and, you know, they're saying, oh, we're going to thinking of you, thinking of Shane, and yeah, I think, yeah, they're great. Anyway, Shane needs to work with her now, and she looks beautiful. And we are now in the middle of the actual ceremony. And I had a problem with the ceremony. My problem with the ceremony is that they had to refer to them as husband and husband. They couldn't respect the fact. I mean, I know Shane is okay with whatever gender someone will put on her, whether it's she, her pronouns, he, him pronouns, they, them pronouns. I know she's okay with that, which or whichever, as long as it's respect, respectful. But I just felt in this moment of, did anybody ask Shane what she wanted, if that is something she was okay with? But apparently it's something that they had to do. They had to say husband and husband. They couldn't say husband and wife or whatever the case may be, because she hasn't officially changed her gender, I guess. I don't, I don't know. And again, I don't know how this works. I'm not a transgender person, but we did see this similarly with, um, with, um, shit, what's her name now? Um, 
Gabe and Isabel in the last season of The Other Way, um, where he had to go back home, change his ID uh, in order for it to no longer reflect female and reflect male. So I wonder if that's similar similar situation that in the UK. So because maybe her ID says he, him, and not whatever gender she may better identify with. Um, I wonder if that was why. But I feel like when you're dealing with something like somebody's vows in in the moment, why couldn't you just do what maybe she wanted? I don't know. Anyway, long story short, they're now married and yay, happy for them. But yeah, that's basically it. That's that's it for their storyline for the season. And that's a wrap on 90 Day UK when it comes to their actual you know, story developments and stuff. But next week we do have the tell-all pretty excited about it first tell all of the series and i hope people come for tion i hope people come for um Athful, whatever the hell her name was we didn't see her again man that was very short-lived um yeah i hope they <laughs> for for them especially but that's it that's it for 90 day uk for this week. So if you like what you heard, please share reality tea times two with everyone in your life. Please spread the word. We would love to be able to grow this podcast by just spreading it around to everybody. Also, you can rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. That also helps with the growth. Again, you can get this podcast on any of your favorite podcast apps. If you want to connect with us, you can do so by going to either Facebook, Instagram, or threads at reality tea times two. You can also email us at reality tea times two at hotmail.com. If you are an avid YouTube user, you can listen to this podcast on YouTube by going to reality tea times two. I have a new podcast with my friend Mikkel called Next Take Podcast. The link for that podcast will be in the show notes along with everything else will be um, at the show notes. Well, that's it for now, guys. Thanks. Bye. Have you ever thought of starting your very own podcast? Doing the research, I found something that would have made editing easy and seamless and makes the podcasting experience just that much easier. And I am talking about Ludo. This is a podcast software that I use for our editing of our episodes. It is amazing. It is easy. You're also able to get help 
from doing chats and getting the information that maybe you just need a little more help with. They also have access to different articles that can also help you that have been just godsends for me. Also with Aludu, you can create clips, you can do your ads, that's just like this very one I'm doing right now, and you can create your trailer very seamlessly just by clicks of buttons. You can also use Aludu to publish your episodes just straight from the software. It's so easy. I highly, highly recommend it. You can get access to Aludu by using our unique link, which you can find our show notes just down there at the bottom at the show notes. And you can get access to an easy software. software.